country, which is called shopping or malls. Now, we're in the middle here of a great philosophical principle, and that is that none of us in this room need anything, basically. Uh, in the old days, you needed something, you worked, you saved money, you went out and bought it. Now we work because it's a habit, uh, and we think we have to all the time, and then we go out over to the mall looking for something to desire. <laughs> oh boy, if we go to Macy's, you'll find something you want. Find something that captures your attention. So our attention is being captured all along. Now, I'm back to peanut butter. The problem in that world is that if I'm always being inhabited by other lives, other dreams, if they're being pumped into me by television, by everybody else telling me who I am and what my story is and this conflict of values and myths and stories, the question is, how can there be any continuity in my life? And if there can't be any continuity in my life, how can I form any kinds of relationships? How can I make vows? How can I, how can I establish depth over time? Or is my life going to be nothing except a series of one-night stands? Whether those one-night stands are sexual or philosophical. We have, we have, I know on the East Coast you're more balanced than we are here and more, uh, uh, I'm from California, you know. And, and there we have a religion of the month club. <laughs> change your perspectives, change your metaphysics every week. Uh, and as one guru falls, and you know, almost all gurus seem to have, a, have a, a great overwhelming desire. They're supposed to be desireless, of course, but they seem to have an overwhelming desire for either 13-year-old boys or 13-year-old girls. And as they fall one after another, the, the, the person really who has no center goes to find another enthusiasm. And so we do it sexually. We do it in terms of communities, moving every five years. We end up with no stories. Now, I go back to peanut butter. How can I make any kinds of commitment over time? How can I do so? Well, as I say, peanut butter was something I loved as a youth. Uh, it's something that I know um, speaks deeply to my essence. There's something that's nurturing not just to, the, uh, not, not just to the, the shallow part of myself, but the depth of peanut butter. And gradually, by looking at my experience and weaving it together, I've come to a, to a point where I know that in this lifetime, there will never be a time when I do not love peanut butter. I have, in other words, learned enough about myself to find out that there are continuities in my life, that there is a story that binds my life together. Peanut butter is part of that story. Now, from peanut butter and the peanut butter principle, the principle of continuity, there comes now the question of stories and of myth and of script and of what it is that we live our lives by. You know, it's interesting that probably, probably 10 years ago, if we denounced a story on mythology, personal mythology, anything with the word myth in it, we could have held this meeting in a phone booth. Nobody was interested in myths except a few uh, anthropologists, and they were mostly curious about other people's myths. And there were, there were two or three Jungians uh, mostly Episcopalian, ex-Episcopalians, who had uh, uh, heard about it. And there were two people who thought they understood James Joyce. And that would have been the quorum for a thing on myth. Uh, and uh, then, then amazing things began to happen. Uh, first of all, I guess really the first, uh, 
kind of distant early warning system of it was a book came out called The, Wo the Road Less Traveled. I'm sure you've all read it. If you haven't read it, you own it. Everybody, everybody in the world owns three copies, you know that? It's been, it's been 4,297 weeks on the bestseller list. Something, I, no, it's really only in 400. 400 weeks on the bestseller list. Now, uh, understand me, it's a pretty good book. I don't want to comment on the book because the book is not what's important. What's important is the title. Sociologically speaking, what's important is the title. People buy the book for the title. It's one of the world's great titles. Because what it says to people is the same thing that when the Joseph Camel phenomenon came along, here suddenly was a person talking about myth, and he'd written years, nobody ever paid any attention to Joseph Camel. And then suddenly he was, everybody, everywhere was talking about Joseph Camel. Myths and stories. Well, what happened?